Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our hero's plans were interrupted when Falcus discovered some bad vibes at the Silver Covenant headquarters. Since that's been settled, it's time to start figuring out this whole business with the stockades. Let's see what kind of plan the party can cook up now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. So last time, you guys met the kids from Teldrassil in their little sewer hideout area, and you found out what their plan was. Uh, They're planning to summon King Anduin from his capture in another plane of existence. Their biggest obstacle at the moment is that their summoner has been arrested and is currently in the Stormwind Stockades. Uh, Now, you guys took that information and pieced together a couple of other things to come to the conclusion that the Stormwind archaeologists and most likely Harrison Jones and Oldoon Blackpowder are in the same boat, arrested, sent to the same prison over the course of, you know, however long, the last few days or weeks or whatever. Um, After a long rest over the Golden Keg, Butch went and got his axe enchanted. Ari spent some time working... Uh, inscription and Falcus, uh, rather than spending any time really doing uh, his profession work, headed on over toward the Silver Covenant headquarters and discovered that it had fallen under the effect of some strange magical uh, situation. You guys explored the compound, rescued several agents there from danger, and absolutely walloped Lariadra Drathir, the Covenant's leader, who had been afflicted by some kind of mind control. Having been released from that enchantment, Lariadra promised to assist with the situation at the stockades in whatever way that she could, starting by providing you guys a layout of the facility. At this point, uh, you know, you're welcome to crank out a real quick short rest if you want to, do a little bit of hit point regaining, get some class features back if that comes uh, to you on a short rest. Uh, and during that time, Lariadra would set you up with a, uh, a basic floor plan of the stockades and uh, the Covenant's records for the captain of the city guard, Amelia Bra- uh, Braxton. Um, I do want to point out one other thing. There was a little bit of um, treasure is probably the wrong word, but you guys picked up a couple pieces of equipment in the downstairs sort of... Um, Uh, armory area in the Silver Covenant headquarters, amongst which was a hearthstone. I did want to make sure that at least somebody put that in their inventory. Um, It's one hearthstone, but it is uh, the way that it's uh, the way that it works in this game is going to be that it's going to be that one item is going to work for the whole party. 
Falcus is our keeper of toys. I have the Hearthstone. All right, and you guys do know, um, just I, I, I know you. I'm sure you remember this, but there is a place in the basement of the Silver Covenant headquarters that this Hearthstone is keyed to. So whenever you use it to teleport, that's where you would land. Cool, cool. Uh, it is still the same day as everything that had happened uh, in our last play session. It's getting to be like, you know, early afternoon or so. What would everybody like to do at this point? Do we want to reconnaissance on the stockades today or do we want to do professions and start that in the morning fresh? I, th- I thought we discussed reconnaissance in the morning That's and then right, going God. back in the evening for uh, the, the heist, the inevitable heist. So it's reconnaissance tomorrow morning and then uh, prison break later the same day. If That's you, the idea. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay. So um, is there anything else remaining that, because you still have several hours left in the day today before we get to that then. So is there anything else that you guys want to do today? I mean, Falkus hasn't visited the engineering trainer yet today, so I guess that could be something he could work on and and go do. I believe I was working on goggles. Okay. Um, Let's take a minute then and just... Bing, bang, boom, uh, through everybody's uh, quick prog- uh, progression of their profession stuff. Um, we are to a point now where everybody is coming up on being finished with their various apprenticeships. Um, and in fact, why don't we do this? Uh, if I could get, uh, let's say everybody splits up and, and d- sort of does that thing for just a little while. If I could get from... Uh, Ari and from Falcus an intelligence check and from Butch a strength check for wrapping up sort of the advancement of what you guys have been working on on this. Natty 20 for 26. Uh, I'm going to let you you're keeping the natural 20. That was an intelligence save because you don't have a plus six modifier on your intelligence. So Darn, it would have been a 23. Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. So 23? I got an 11. I must have hit the wrong wrong one. <clears throat> I must have hit the wrong button, because I only rolled an 8. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's say that that's what happened. Perfect. Okay, so on a natural 20, Falkus, uh, you're over at the engineering shop. You've been working on these goggles for a while. Uh, things are coming along very, very nicely. You had just the right amount of um, insight into, okay, well, how can we improve this schematic? And, you know, uh, Lilium, the the instructor over at the engineering shop, had the background and the expertise to identify, like, technical problems that would cause a problem later in the construction. All of that got ironed out. Um, on a natural 20, I got to give you, I, got, I think I have to give you everything. You are going to complete your training as an engineer. Okay, I'd like you to go to your features and traits uh, section and go down to the bottom to the manage feats area. And you're going to add engineer as a feat. Is it showing up on it? Okay, perfect. Um, As an engineer, you're going to be able to construct your own 
mechanical devices. You have a number of engineering points that you are going to have as a resource to spend on engineering um, related effects. Uh, and the goggles that you have finished creating are actually uh, come equipped with multiple different things that you can use that you can spend your engineering points on. Um, so you can go ahead and add the goblin engineering goggles to your inventory as well. Now, I know that you said you also had several other side projects that you were working on at the engineering shop. On a natural 20, I got to give you something. Um, you had brought up the uh, the fridge, uh, the pocket copier, and I, I we've talked about a couple other small things. What else have you finished? On a natural 20, what other projects are already done? Oh my. Um, let me see. I'm looking at my list. Has the Mastiff worked on that bow some more? Was I able to assist him with anything more on that bow that he was working on? There's also a weapon scope we were talking about, too. The bow is not finished. That's actually the one item that between the two of you, he knows that this mechanical bow invention could be really, really great. But he thinks there has to be something unique added beyond the cogs and the gears to make it like truly, truly special. He does give you the bow, but it's it's for the purposes of right now, it's just a longbow. Um, he would tell you that he believes that you have the means of seeking out the right fit. Now that you are able to do this on your own, you would have the means to to perfect this. Um, so you have the bow. Uh, but it is it is incomplete because there's just the materials here. So there's like something missing and we're not sure what it is yet. Awesome. Very cool. Um, I know we didn't talk about anything else, really. I don't think I did with you specifically, but I did have in mind. Uh, I know we did talk about it um, off off table. Um, spring loaded bracers, um, bracers that I could like um do like a trap launcher. I mean, we're talking about World of Warcraft hunters here, right? They, they've got to have a trap launcher. Um, but that's also like interchangeable abilities for like adding a bola or a net launcher or smoke bombs or maybe a, a firing two darts for a tripwire. But I had this idea for spring-loaded bracers that could be interchangeable added little things onto them to shoot and launch. Okay. Um, I don't have an item prepped for that, but yeah, let's say you complete a set of uh, bracers that can launch like uh, 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 items like this. Basically, let's say it does like this. Any item that typically requires that you put it down uh, at your feet to activate it, you could instead launch it a distance of, let's say, 30 feet at the cost of one engineering point. Perfect. And now you're going to have to come up with traps or bolos or whatever else like that. You're like, okay, I have designs. I have ideas. I have things. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, that's going to be in the same vein as as the the Noma shot shooter where I, I still got to work on, on creating new darts for that as well. But the main the main piece being with there with the masters creating something that I can I can go with and run with and then start to create things off of or for. Fantastic. Ari, yours was an 11. You yes. are you are coming 
along nicely with your inscription training. Um, unfortunately, you didn't have any of the like big brain breakthroughs that Falcus had on his projects. Uh, but we are going to be able to complete your training as a scribe. Uh, you are able to do the same thing that Falcus did. Jump into your feats. And I think the feat is actually just called scribe. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, your the text of yours is much more robust than the text on Falcus's because Falcus's is just like yeah you can make mechanical things here's a number of points equal to proficiency plus intelligence that you can use to you know do them your feat actually details all the rules around the modified rules around what kind of scrolls you can create, how you can manage extra spells in your repertoire more than just what are in your bard available spells, all that kind of stuff. Um, on an 11, unfortunately, you aren't able to complete more than one bonus project. Um, so I would like to know, did you finish a new Darkmoon card? a new skill glyph? Um, did you finish one of Arna's spells in his spell book that was unfinished? Or did you copy something from um, Katarina Stanford's spell book? Um, let me look at what Arna's spells are insinuating again. Hold on. Let's go ahead and complete a spell from Arna's spell book. Okay. And I think we had two. We had the Ring of Flame... And the scintillating shield already done. Yes, ring of flame and scintillating shield are, are the two that are complete. Yes. And then the other one says, so I'm assuming one talks about laying down a burning stub since that's the ring of frame. One talks no, 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 about no. Adding, ring, oh. of, ring of flame is you surround yourself with fire, and oh. if someone hits you, they take fire damage. This is something last time. So it looks like the spell book says there's five other spells, but there's only four that are listed. Oh, yeah. We we went through and tried to figure out what one was missing. The one talks about laying down a burning substance on the ground in an area. One talks of adding elemental damage to your weapon attacks for a period of time. One talks of dealing damage and potentially stealing skills from a target if they're killed by the damage they are taken. And a complicated spell that looks like it wants to summon a whole band of musicians that play a terrible so song that makes it harder for your enemies to fight. Uh, the other one is you is something make, about line of sight and eye contact. Yeah. You make eye contact with a creature and either harm them or help them depending on what your relationship is with that creature. Okay. So I'd want to complete one of those spells. Do you want me to like be a random thing? So like roll a D 10 or just no, whichever I mean, one if I think you want to do it by random chance. You're welcome to, but if you have one that particularly tickles your fancy, I think you should go for it. I think the elemental damage to a weapon is going to be most helpful for us, especially since both Butch and Falcus attack with weapons. So I'm going to do that one. Yeah, but the other one's funny. I know it's funny. I know that'll probably be the second one I create is the whole band. Something for you guys first and then something for me later. <laughs> okay. If I go to... Uh, okay, are you referencing... Um, Hold on. Spell... The spells in Arna's spellbook uh, handout? So yeah, the contents of Arna's spellbook, it says spell crafting, and it says one talks of adding elemental damage to a weapon attacks for a period of time. Okay, yeah, that's the, that's, 
that's like the um, there's another handout that says that's not the contents of Arna's book. It's just the spells in Arna's book. There's another yes. and it, it actually links to the spells itself that are written in there. You will have already copied in distort value and locate object from the scrolls that you had access to as mm-hmm. part of your training. So they should be in there. You'll see that there are hyperlinks for those um, those spells so that you can paste them in the chat. It won't it won't work until you add um, a specific macro to your uh, user interface. I will make a note and send you all of the macros that you're going to need to create in order to make this little cheat code work for our our little thing here. Okay. But I'm going to copy from the DM notes section and add to the spells section the new spell that you finish. Okay. That spell is called Wrath of Cinders. It is a second level spell. It requires your concentration for up to one minute. And during that time, you choose up to two willing creatures you can see within range. For the duration, when an affected creature makes a damage roll, they may deal an additional 1d6 fire damage. And then for concentration spells, so if we're like preparing for the day, this is something I could just chill for 10 minutes and put it on their weapon. What I'm doing no, spell what you're sh- describing, I'm doing spell scrolls. Never mind. What you're describing is a ritual spell. Yes. A concentration spell means that it is possible for the spell to end early if you lose concentration on the spell. So uh, if you take damage or if something happens to where you were, your, your concentration might be jostled, you'll roll a constitution saving throw. And depending on where we land there, the spell may or may not continue. And for the spells in Arna's book, those are ones I would have to create spell scrolls for to be able to use. Actually, now that you are an accomplished scribe, you can cast them directly from the book, but okay. you can only prepare. Um, you can only prepare three of those, just like you would prepare like druid spells or something. You you pick from you shortlist it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a number of spells in the book up to your proficiency bonus that you can shortlist down. So um, you can do that at the beginning of each adventuring day. You can change them up. Um, Any of them that, if there are any that have the ritual tag, you can cast them as a ritual from the book, just like a wizard would be able to do without preparing them. But if we're in combat and you have to cast them, it would be one of the ones that you've already had prepared. They're going to use your normal um, spell slots but this is a way to sort of beef up the number of spells you have at your disposal at any given time. Perfect. Okay. So anything in spells in Arna's spell book, I can prepare up to three a day to have ready to go. Yes. And they cast using your normal spell slots. Okay. Phenomenal. Now yours, yours is verbose. So, and the way I wrote it was I tried to keep it as simple as I could, and it still turned out to be a novel. So, <laughs> please feel free to be like, hey, listen, what is this? And then we can go through it. That's not a problem. Sounds good. Um, Butch, you have actually been pretty close to wrapping up your your training at the Hall of Champions for some time now. Sure. It's to the point where you are capable uh, for the technique in the way that, you know, you've been training for. But, like, because you rolled that eight, uh, you are actually going to spend more time than expected on some of the finer points 
and maybe some of the stuff that we might have gone through are going to have to get put, you know, put off because oh, that last, I don't know. Wait, so I hook around the ankle. How? Like there's just one thing that you're struggling with. So it just takes a little longer to complete. We talked about this previously. You can go ahead and add the slasher feet to your uh, it's under features and traits all the way at the bottom. There's a button for manage feats and you can add slasher. You're going to be slowing people's movement speed when you hit them. Okay. Look at this. Slasher. You can reduce a creature's speed when you deal slashing damage. You also gain the ability to wound a creature on a critical hit. Uh, so if I make a critical hit, pretty rare, but it, something I need to keep in mind. I would wound them. Um, I only do... Well, that, that's not true, but I mostly do slashing damage. So I will be reducing speed quite a bit. What does reduce speed mean? Oh, no, I click on it. Wait a minute. Did it also increase my... It says increase your strength or disturb dexterity by one to a maximum of 20. Right. So you're going to be gaining the functional features of this feat, but not the ability score increase. That would be OP. That's fine. Okay. What does reduce? I mean, I understand what the words mean. Reduce speed, but like once per turn. So you have multi-attack and you can hit people more than one time per turn, but this effect will only happen once per turn. Uh, when you hit them with your axe, their movement speed goes down by 10 until the start of your next turn. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And if you crit on them, their attack rolls this turn have disadvantage. That's what wound is? Okay. I have a couple questions real quick about mine. Yes, please. So like a level, and I know I cannot do a level nine spell right now, but hypothetically, like a level nine spell is going to take 40 hours of work. If I, does that have to be straight through? Like I got to stay up two days or if I nope. stop spell work hours that I spent cast toward count towards it and then, okay, just yeah, wanted to make cumulative. sure there. Mm-hmm. Could we ever look at, because I feel like there's going to be times where like I have extra stuff I can do at the end of the night, but I don't have anything necessarily I need to do with it. Could I look at what it might be to sell like um, the glyphs on the auction house or the spell scrolls on the auction house? Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, those are totally, you can absolutely sell those things for sure. Okay. And then just so you guys know, like above the table talk, I can make cards, but I don't necessarily get to choose what I make. So on a roll of 14 or less, it's a random card on a 15 to 24. I can either choose the suit or the number on a 25. I can choose an exact card I want. But it's an arcana check and my arcana checks a plus three. So unless I craft like a spell to boost my arcana, I'm only ever going to be able to choose the suit or the. So the the spell, the skill glyphs, if you were to make an an arcana glyph, that's a plus five bonus on top of your plus three. So that would be the only way I'd get to have a 25. And once I use it, I can't use it again for three days. And it's 50 gold and two hours of work per card. So just as a heads up there. Cool. I have benefited from cards before, uh, a card before, so that's pretty awesome. You're continuously benefiting from a card right now. I can't remember what that benefit was. Uh, Plus two to your strength bonus. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. That's humongous. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's, let's keep pumping money into those card card making. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can always turn around and sell them or trade them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Sh- sure, but I want more strength, or or I want Falcus to have more something. I don't know. Uh, I-, I love how non magic users. It it took Casey like forty five seconds to explain. It's like you have slasher. That's it. And then like. With Falcus, it's like, okay, so let's talk about the uh, spring-loaded bracers and the, um, yeah, and, and then we've got Ari. It was like, okay, well, you know, if you roll this and you get the magic this and you glyph that. and like, All right, Sal, add slasher. Done. You know, <laughs> th- there's a reason I choose these characters. Uh, yeah, man, magic users. I mean, you, you could have been you could have been doing cooking here with um, Rorden Gamzee, You know, I mean, you could have been like learning new recipes with him. We could have been sitting here with your new cookbook talking about your new recipes. Yeah, too bad I biffed that role. Rorden Gamzee works out of Feralis, and we are nowhere near there. Uh, qu- <laughs> question: Had I rolled higher, would we still just be talking about the uh, training for the? the- uh, or if you had rolled higher, you would have had sufficient time today to go and uh, do. Yeah, I'll just say it. You would have had sufficient time today to um, explore more cooking recipes. Okay. Well, but you just it we're took not too long leaving to finish. Stormwind. I'm just telling you right now, and we're not leaving Stormwind until I got some decent buff food recipes under my belt. We have to wait for Billy anyway, so they're out there. Uh, yeah, Billy's. Yeah. You um, you would have gotten. You sent that letter yesterday. Yeah, you wouldn't. You would not have gotten word back from Billy yet. I wouldn't imagine so. No. Yeah, postman in in game is much faster than the postman in my game. Well, even no, even in the in in the regular world of Warcraft, unless you're in the same guild, it's 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 you know it's not instant. So I wouldn't. Thanks. Expect it. He's far away. He might be on the ocean anyway. Um, so we have time. And even if once he gets it, if we hear back from him and he says yes, he still has to get up here. I mean, it's not a quick trip on a right. boat. So it'll be it'll be a little while. Sure. Yeah. So y'all get ready. I'm gonna blow your minds. And also, Billy's an Epicurean guy, if you re- recall. It's true. I can learn stuff. You You got your first recipe from Billy. Yeah. Involving a a spice pouch and a a branding iron. All right. So I am now more equipped to save y'all's butts in a fighting encounter. Let's, uh, if if we are done today, let's sleep it off, uh, get up early, and I don't know what I'm going to do while y'all are doing reconnaissance. Maybe I'll... Casey... You know, so you said um, so. I did make. I did finish the two items for Ari and Butch as well. I think on a natural twenty, you must have. I, I honestly, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't have all that stuff ready to rock and roll. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Then so here's we'll the pro- back up. here's the problem with that. It is a technical problem on the part of D and D Beyond. So when you equip an item like a sack or a bag of holding or something like that, it automatically gets added as a bag so that you can put stuff in it in your inventory. When you homebrew a bag, it does not let you do that. Mm. So I have an item. 
you have the advanced refrigeration unit, um, which you can either equip yourself or you can give to Butch for him to equip. Uh, but uh, you're also going to have to equip like a sack and rename it so you can put things into it because the, the homebrew item won't let you do it. Uh, but it is essentially an extra dimensional space that is nice and cold inside perishable items will not decay or age while in the cooler. At all? How big is the opening? I forget. Pull up the item. Advanced refrigeration Ooh. unit. The cooler has an interior space considerably larger than its outside dimensions, roughly 1.5 feet wide on each side and one foot deep. The cooler can hold up to 500 pounds, not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet. The cooler weighs 15 pounds regardless of its contents, and retrieving an item from the cooler requires an action. That's a lot of food. That is a lot of food. I was just thinking, it's like, could you potentially put a body in there? Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) No, you absolutely can. It's a hard yes. In fact, there are rules in the cooler that I stole from the bag of holding and possibly the portable hole and any other of those extra dimensional spaces about how long a breathing creature can survive in the, in the cooler. Perfect. Well, in another campaign, we did put my dead character inside the portable hole. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did do that. One of us can last up to 10 minutes in there. So if we need to sneak one of us somewhere, we got 10 minutes in what you, what I have to tell you is a red with a white lid igloo cooler like picture that that's that's what this is you've got yourself like a branded igloo uh where the white lid comes off and inside you can put beer or hot dogs or whatever goes in there is it branded winter spring yeah let's say it's a winter spring brand uh uh, extra dimensional cool cool space okay listen listen on a very special episode of punky brewster we learned north friend we we learned not to play with refrigerators when Cherry got trapped in an old refrigerator in the backyard and then they had to administer CPR on her. Cherry almost died. So we're not putting live people in the refrigerator because I remember that very special episode of Punky Brewster. We can put dead people on it though, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. For I sure. say, you know, if you got enough time to, to revive somebody, you just throw them in the cooler and take them to the nearest doctor. Are yes, you don't trying? Are you trying to convince me right now that this item acts as a gentle repose spell all the time? Is that what you're trying to convince me of? Maybe. Here's the thing: we have a Hearthstone to Stormwind. You shove one of us in there, hearth us to Stormwind real quick, and then revive us. Gentle. I'm looking that up what gentle repose means. Yeah, you, you touch, touch a, corpse a corpse to or other remains for the duration the target is protected from decay and can't become undead. Uh, the spell also effectively extends the time limit on raising the target from the dead since days spent under the influence of the spell don't count against the time limit of spells such as raise dead. So I was just thinking if one of us dies and we need to get a resurrection spell or something like that because we can't revive them, we put them in the refrigerator and we basically artificially recreate gentle repose because of refrigeration it's so there difficult was a scene, to actually die in 5e there was a scene in the D movie where they got an item that had an obvious use and then they used every 
BS. Hey, DM, do you think that this would work? Could I put it in a painting? Would that work? Could I move it around? <laughs> and the DM clearly went, I, yeah, I guess. I, I may, I, I, I probably. And then something happened that no one expected. I worry that this very innocuous, y'all, it's a cooler. It's a, it's a box that you put beer in so you can have it on the beach. It's y'all putting people in it. All right. It's <laughs> fans refrigeration. You equip it. She equips it. I don't care who equips it. Just take the cooler and stop trying to make me make. Uh, just don't stop trying to make me say the words rocks fall. Everybody dies. Um, <laughs> Erica, it might make sense for me to do it. I mean, I'm happy to let you manage my food inventory. Oh, gosh. But, I uh, have enough crap on me. I know right. I'm the keeper of, of, of fun toys here, but this one I made for you, my bud. Yes. Actually, it's it's it's, it's uh, not not winter spring. It's North Rend brand. North Rend brand. I think like North Face, but North North Rend. Uh, uh, Blizzard, if you're listening. <laughs> um, you told... Uh, focus. Blizzard brand is right there, though. Right. That is true. Okay. There you go. Look at that. Bag of holding. Add items to your bag of holding. That's cool. Yeah, see how it like will create like separate bags? Erica's got a hundred of these. If you ever look at her inventory, she's got bags on bags on bags, and it, she's like, you can actually click on the bag and name it something. Yeah, I just added like random, random sack or random bag, and then you name name it and to help you like stuff. manage your inventory better. You can have a potions bag. You can have a random yeah, got, foam bag. I have equipment, consumables, engineering blueprints, engineering stuff, gems, key ring, miscellaneous items, quiver, tools, and oh, other possessions is one that already comes naturally, as well as attunement. Speaking of attunement, those goggles are attunable, right? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So, I took off the cloak of the bat. Not gonna get rid what? of those spider. Yeah, those spider slippers and that new hunting coat I got, the hunter's coat. Hmm. Yeah, I think the cloak of the bat had to uh, took took the back seat on this one. Hmm. I mean, it was great, but it was restrictive to um, dim light or darkness. And I could troll you with my drift globe. Yeah, there was that too. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, you can just like light me up, and I drop out of the sky like a. Yeah, because the the bat transformation. Oh no, it you requires... can you could you could fly around in it in the dark. Yes. But only in the dark. Transforming into a bat has to be in the dark, but then you can fly out into the light as a bat. You can do that. Yes, because we fly... did that over the we did that over the bay. Yeah. <laughs> That was a fun concert, guys. Uh, cool. All right. So, oh, and then the last piece would be the copier. Um, do we hand that over to Ari yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to pull that up, so the copier was something that you guys had talked about. Uh, I I figured that the best way to do it is if you have a scroll in your possession, you can put it into the copier. It has to stay there for the entire duration of the effect or like if you pull it out early, the copied scroll will be flawed and and uh, unusable. But if you leave it in there for 48 hours, you will get a copy of that scroll and it will um, uh, 
function, you know, as a, as a normal scroll. Uh, but it takes a solid 48 hours, uh, and it's not gonna, that's not dependent on like downtime things or anything like else of that nature. You can do it without paying attention to it, but you are losing access to the scroll you put in there for the, for the full two days as well. There's natural twenties, man. Man, that's, that's awesome. You just got to remember to use it. In fact, 48 hours is probably a little on the low side, but whatever. But yeah, so I wanted to make sure I gave, I got, I got my engineering thing I made for Butch and the engineer, the other engineering thing I made for Ari. I would say we might want to tweak it as I get higher level spells. Like maybe cantrip through two or three is good for forty-eight hours, but like if I can copy wish spells every two days, that's gonna get a little broken. Yeah, it seems a little extreme. So I like. Well, then again, in order to, in order to create a wish spell scroll takes you need 40 to, hours well you need to know the wish spell yeah like that's a ninth uh, th- level spell like that's not something you're gonna learn anytime soon the big bad mage might know it in the mage quarters and he can copy it on a scroll for me and then I can I wouldn't uh, do that you got the charisma for it so it could happen <laughs> I don't know that's gonna cost you a pretty penny alright uh, let's get Casey into trouble here let's let's make him have to have to do some improv uh as we get into the end of the day, there wasn't you didn't want to have to do any recon tonight. You wanted to save that for tomorrow when you were fresh. Is that correct? Yep. Correct. Okay. Yes. In that case, is it safe to say that we're betting down tonight? Yes. Yeah, so yes. long rest. All right. I need someone to roll me a D100, please. Not me. That's always by yeah. random encounter generator. Can you believe that? I rolled a one. <gasps> how How is that even possible? Every result on a D100 table has a 1 in 100 chance of coming up. So it's exactly as possible as all the rest of them. (laughs) There you go. Math and science. Uh, Okay, great. You wake up the next morning. Uh, Since you've been here, uh, you've experienced a couple of minor, like, odd weather effects from that appear, so far as anyone can tell, to be generated by this... uh, uh, the, the looming sort of presence of the the dark shard, whatever uh, powers it holds. The worst of those was probably, um, as far as weather effects goes, the sudden flash frost that you guys saw when you were being attacked by the assassins. This morning, there is a terrible, violent thunderstorm that you wake up to. Um, it seems to be citywide. It's causing dim light and obscure uh, visual, like obscuring your visual range. It's you, it's raining cats and dogs outside, y'all, and it's appears to be staying that way. Butch, um, I'll even go so far as to back up a few hours and tell you that because of the background feature that we homebrewed for you that we have since never used you went to bed last night feeling like I don't know man there's a storm a brewing there's there's gonna be weather here soon um and when you woke up this morning you were right man it's 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 just an atmospheric catastrophe outside I forgot I did forget about that <laughs> yeah I mean we haven't been in a situation where uh weather yeah, it hasn't was, come up. um a necessary thing so it, it is currently raining uh, pouring down rain 
Well, um, so let, let's meet up, get our um, mage-produced eggs, you know, and maybe some, some coffee in the um, Dwarven District Inn. All right, gang. So sounds like we need to uh, figure out the stockades. I don't know if I'm going to be useful here or not. You know, do y'all need to be sneaky sneaky? Do y'all need to be, uh, do, do we need to come in as, uh, you know, proud members of the, of the Silver Shard? What, what do you think needs to happen? Does it need to be one person, two person, three? Well, I don't, you know, you're the planner. I don't know if, if, if the Silver Covenant's got a lot of jurisdiction to go in there. However, based on this rain right now, I'm thinking about this, we, we were talking about, uh, sneaking into places. As long as you got a clipboard and a hat, you can sneak into anywhere. All this rain, and I, if, if, if I know anything about dungeons, they're going to be very leaky, and a lot of water's probably getting into places where only on days like today where it's raining this badly. What if we snuck in under the guise of engineers that it, we had to wait for a good rainfall like this in order to see where all the leaks were so we can come in and, and, and fix them at a later date and time? Which means that's going to get us access to probably, if they're going to if they're gonna buy it, that's going to get us access to a whole lot of areas of that place um, wherever... Obviously, leaks are going to be, but, you know, if they're going to be in the deeper dungeons or in the further back corners, we're going to have to walk past and through other areas to get to these, which may give us a lot of opportunities to see a lot of stuff. Um, definitely, I mean, I would say if we if we touch bases with the engineering um, professions over... Uh, 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 professionals over here could probably get a couple hard hats and some, some clipboards and some other engineering type tools to to look the part maybe you should wear those goggles i've got my goggles i do um as well as a couple you know couple pairs of overalls you know coveralls oh i got overalls on right now and i, I take off my pirate jacket <laughs> and uh you know coveralls. Got a little patch oh coveralls i don't know this this little patch on the knee here in my uh overalls or it's okay well, actually, actually no you're actually your overalls will work too you know they're, you fit, they're fit fit the part of a of a of a handyman yeah i can get a tool belt ari where are you at on all this i agree i think disguising ourselves and trying to uh i don't want to say get in like legally but more legally than we're probably gonna have to get in is gonna be a good first option okay so is the idea here that this is a reconnaissance effort or is this let's get our hats and our clipboards and our weapons and go in or leave the weapons behind or what and actually try to enact a rescue from there like what's what's the goal of the uh the sneaks the plan has been reconnaissance reconnaissance which means reconnaissance. we should not be armed to the teeth. Obviously, I, I would think even the commoner around here might be carrying a knife on them, so I'm sure there's going to be room for general protection, but other than that, yeah, I don't want to cause any, if they're going to check us for you know, pat us down before we go in. Okay. Well, uh, that being the case, 
uh, it occurs to you next that it makes sense to have a basic idea for the layout before you even get over there. You were provided the uh, the information for that from Lariadra yesterday before you guys left the Silver oh, Covenant. Oh, we, we have blueprints. We can literally walk up to the front door. It's like, yeah, we've got the blueprints right here. We've been studying them. Um, obviously, we were waiting for it today, like, you know, like today, where it's raining this badly for us to come in and find and and plot out and map out where all those leaks are. All right. Okay. What were you going to say? What were you going to say, Amanda? No, I said, no, that's perfect. If I would say if we suspect that there would be leaks anywhere, quote, suspect, maybe taking like a red pen and like circling like walls, like not actual things, but like, you know, this wall right here, you know, could cause a leak to flood. And then, you know, anyone who can do magic with water, you've just opened up the floodgates literally. So any inconspicuous places, we can take like a red pen and put like a little X or a little circle just to kind of add to the factor. Of- or, or just a piece of chalk even. Yeah, chalk. I mean, yeah. I can if we. I mean, Ari, you've got press the digitation too, right? Yeah, no, we can clean it. So, so you and I could literally be could could show them. It's like, see, all right, as simple as a spell is press the digitation. Look, look what can happen with a little bit of water, right? Do you see that water running down that wall right there? Freeze it and watch it like crack and expand. That's what could happen. This is why we're here. This is what we're here for. So, actually, really kind of playing it up and and yeah. and yeah. let's go now. Um, all right. To, to Casey's point. Um, uh, we're, we're weapons. Like, are we taking off our weapons? Am I rocking I up with a giant great axe of cleave? You could be our bodyguard. Okay. Because, like, for me, for weapon, like, I have a dagger and worgen claws. Like, they're not very big, not very conspicuous. But we could hype up Butch as the bodyguard. We're coming to a dungeon. We're engineers coming to a dungeon with no idea what we're getting into. We know that the worst of the worst is kept here. I don't like the idea of Butch, like, weaponless in case something goes wrong. Absolutely. Um, I got nothing I, I guess I could really bring that's not... I mean, I'll, I'll carry a dagger with me. That's about probably the only thing I'll have on me. Um, so not your, like, wise. bow? I can't carry a bow in there. That's not... I agree. Could Butch I mean, carry I'll... the bow for you? Could, actually. I'll throw it on my back. You know, and if, and if and if need be, I'll you know, it'll probably take an action for me to hand you a bow. But yeah, bow and quiver. Okay. If we're playing up, he's a bodyguard. I feel like bodyguards are very adept. Lots of weapons, so it's just gonna be on my back, clanking around with everything else. All right. Let's go get some disguises and go do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything? Um, that Ari has in in that repertoire now of of um, really selling this aside from obviously looking like this, looking as uh, you know, really playing up the the outfits and whatnot. Um, I mean, it's going to take some persuasion. Um, is there anything else that we could add or use or or buff ourselves with to to help our chances? And to be clear, if you're you sort of said that word with a capital P persuasion persuasion and possibly more importantly deception I, I mean, have deception I have a plus 8 to both of those both are charisma I have a plus yeah. 4 I have a plus 1 but I do have uh, advantage on persuasion uh why what something, why? something that I have equipped Oh, it's probably your belt of dwarven kind. I think that's advantage for persuasion checks uh, with dwarves. dwarves. 
Oh, it is yeah. dwarf. Yes. Yeah, dwarves. So yeah, if you come across any dwarven guards, for sure. Cool. Okay. Um. B b by the way, I was looking at what I have equipped in my attunement slots because you only get three, right? Yeah. And I was like, you know, am I really going to use this battle axe of bloodlust? But the thing is, it gives me one point of HP per level. So yep. we're level seven. So if I were to unequip it, that's minus seven HP. I'm like, yeah, no way I'm getting rid of that. And it's the same with the, the belt of dwarven kind gives me all kinds of stuff. Dark vision, uh, uh, defense against poison. Gives you a beard too, if you want it, right? Languages. I think Butch dwarvish. has a beard naturally, right? Butch, you're a bearded fella. Uh, yeah, we've been doing checks to see like how big that beard is. We haven't been doing them every day, but uh, the, my, our first day in Stormwind, I did pop out a, you know, big one, big beard. Yo, if you want your thing to be fluffier, go ahead and roll um, a d20. And if you roll 11 to 20, you're extra, extra big poofy. I am not extra big poofy on that too. Listen, I'm rolling you're terrible today. Normal poofy, normal standard poofy. Yeah, I still got the... Um, I got the uh, the barber to to shave a, a little part of my eyebrow to make it look like I have a scar. That's still a thing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, we're we've been talking about reconnaissance for so long. Let's get now. I'm bodyguard. I'm gonna take off my um, garb of a my pirate garb. So my pirate hat, and my pirate like jacket, basically, right. Um, I'm gonna leave that in the uh, in the inn, but everything else, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be like raw, raw, raw. I'm I'm here on official business. Um, I am the bodyguard of the coverall-clad people, and I'm laden with all the weapons that could protect them from the dangerous uh, people in the stockades. And then we'll stop by the engineering, uh, get a couple coveralls, pair of hard hats, uh, maybe a tool belt with with like drawing tools and 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 some other engineering uh, drafting tools, um, and a couple clipboards. And I think we'd be set to to attempt to <laughs> gain access to the stockade with a clipboard. Yeah, all of these things are very easily accessible. Um, uh, you know, it's it, come by it very easily. You're able to gather up the plans that you received from uh, from Lariadra. Do you guys want to actually review those before you go there, or if you have a like a visual for us, yeah, yeah, let's take a look. I have a visual. Oh, um, I was gonna say. I mean, if we're if we're um, in the engineering quarter, I could definitely um, poke uh, the master who trained me and ask him a couple questions about the stockades and here's the blueprints if he had any suggestions for, for ideas of where there could be potentially leaks or potential secret passageways that he might see or might recognize based on some blueprints or where if he were to build one in there might be one. I think that could be worthwhile to ask as well as getting us that insight on that uh, blueprints before we go in. Uh, so I just rolled a d20. Um, you go over to him. You ask him these questions. 
he would tell you that he's not a structural engineer in any way. Uh, the idea of, oh, you're going to go in there looking for like leaks and things. First of all, I didn't know that that was something that you were using your engineering training for. Like, I don't think that you've ever had a discussion with him about, yeah, we're going to do a prison break. Um, so you come to him straight like, yeah, we're just we're looking for, you know, structural integrity issues with the building. And he's like, I don't know that I can super help you with that. Um the only thing that I really know is that uh, they contracted me to build the um, the uh, I, I developed a drone little little tiny look, little thing uh, I called it the carefully reticulated automatic battle scrubber and uh, there's like dozens of them within the um, the sewer layout beneath the prison. Uh, a couple years ago, some horde agents came and broke somebody out, and they used the sewers as their means of egress for that. Uh, and they decided, oh, that seems like it's probably a problem. So they hired me to create these little, um, what do you call them? Independent. Defense? Like, they're they're primarily actually for sanitation. Uh, they, they wander around inside the, the sewer system and make sure that the pipes stay clean and make sure that things don't get built up anywhere in any of the corners of the, the passage, passageways or anything like that. But they also do have combat mechanisms and they have a, a, they're built into the security system. So if they see anything that's untoward and they are able to get to their um, little docking station, they would be able to send an alert to the prison to alert them of uh, intruders. So that's, I mean... I developed those. Um, I can show you how those work if you want. Besides that, I don't really know too much about, like, detecting leaks really isn't my thing. Uh, that would be great, actually. Because, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, in our in our uh, investigation into into potentially foundational cracks and things like that, we, we, we may have to go down into the sewer area. So if we knew um, how to manage those bots would be great because I really wouldn't want them to figure or think that we're... Uh, enemies here and for them to trigger any alarms or anything like that. Okay. Um, well, the system can be deactivated from below. Like there is, like I say, there is a, uh, a module uh, where is like they 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 wander the, the sewers and if they're alerted to anything, they run straight toward their little like uplink unit. Um, but it's very easy to like set them on standby mode from the uplink unit. You just have to, you know, get to it. Uh, if they mistake you for, you know, I don't know, uh, an intruder in the meantime, they would make a beeline straight for that thing. But they don't move super fast. Like, you should be able to uh, you should be able to handle that. Besides which, you'll have the authority of the, you know, the guards and the warden and everything else there already. So I would think that they would have also turned that off from inside, you know, their their the system in, on the first floor. No, that's uh, that's 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 good to know for sure. Um, just to make sure what we're getting into and and and, and whatnot, what's what's going on down there. Uh, so appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Uh, otherwise, the equipment that you wanted very easy to get. Hard hats, coveralls, the whole deal. You can easily get that. Um, you take a look. You see that uh, he mentioned that there was some stuff in the sewers and some stuff on the first floor. The structure itself is built like a tower. It's situated on the canals area that separates the mage quarter from cathedral square it's like caddy corner of both areas there is a main entrance on the first floor there's a rooftop entrance that leads into the upper barracks and there's a sewers entrance that leads into the cells from underneath all three locations are guarded since the horde agents 
broke out Princess Talanji of the Zandalari a couple years ago. The sewers path has been upgraded from a security standpoint, like uh, uh, Lillian was talking about. Um, there are one of the main things is that the water level has risen so that the doorway into the sewers is below water now. You know that the structure uh, itself, the three, there's three floors up and one floor down. The first floor is administrative stuff. It's got like a guarded front entrance. It's got a way down into the cells area and it has like administrative paperwork and control units and that sort of thing are on the first floor. Second floor is like a common area. It's used by guards and staff for off hours things. It has a kitchen, a bar, a gaming table, that kind of thing. The third floor is a barracks as well as an armory and the rooftop has uh, uh, guards posted and, and that sort of thing. So you're able to see like from a, from the from the layout on the paper, it's like, okay, well, here are places where guards would be posted and here are, you know, all that kind of things. The stockades themselves in the basement, there's a central area in the middle and then there's a wing to the left and a wing to the right, like a hallway that leads to cells. At the end of each of those hallways is like a large chamber where you can keep like maybe some more dangerous prisoners. Um, it's not indicated on this blueprint because this was the original construction, um, but there are notes on there that show that one of those two rooms actually collapsed after a fire elemental got out. That would have been like newsworthy some years ago. Uh, so only one of those two large chambers is accessible. And you also see on the blueprints that in the central area, there is an offshoot room where equipment, personal effects, um, things from the prisoners are actually stored uh, on site. Like anything that you would be relieved from before you got into your cell would be stored on site there as well. So you can get all that information from the plans. Awesome. Um, I think, I mean, as far as what were the guys that were going under, um, we could even, you know, request, you know, checking out the the sewers as well to make sure that they're holding up uh, based on the changes and everything that happened after the the uh, the horde breakout uh, a couple years ago. Um, and then mention um, we did hear there's some security down there as well. You mind deactivating those those security measures while we're down there? Um, and if they do that, then asking, you know, kind of eyeballing um, how they do that from, from the first floor control room. Just thinking about that ahead of time. Cool. But, uh, let's go. Let's, cool. uh, I mean, we could, we could show up there and then just get, get a hard no or could, we could be like yeah, let's go. Alright. Uh, you arrive. You're going up to the front door, I imagine. You're not trying to do anything sneaky. And I am walking behind them um, because I am a paid uh, muscle. That's what I'm acting like. Today's unexpected weather may be the best thing the party could have asked for. They have a reasonable plan in place and the tools they'll need. They just need to work out how to bust out their people. 
Under the cover of darkness and storm, our heroes make their way toward the Stormwind Stockades. But we'll have to wait until next time to find out how it goes when it's time to queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.